0: out of my mouth, dear Lord, be a delight to you. We ask that you be with the individuals participating, dear Lord. May you guide their path, may you guide their words, and may you guide the actions that they have to take. We thank you and we praise you. We're thankful for Tom and Martha, dear Lord. We're thankful for the prayer ministries where Thankful for all the individuals that participate in making this church function. And we thank you for the nominating committee, dear God, that have done their task. We thank you and we praise you for the ones that are going to participate next year. May we be diligent, dear Lord, with the responsibilities that you have handed to us. For we ask all these things in your heavenly name. Amen. I would like all of you to open your Bibles, please, to Luke 15 11. And if you didn't bring a Bible, there are Bibles right in front of you. There are the little red books in front. And I am going to read, and we're going to do this a little different, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a few minutes. The parable goes, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So the father divided his property between them. And not very long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, set off for a distant country. And walked away. And there squandered his wealth. In wild living. And after he had spent everything. There was a famine. In the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out. To a citizen of that country. He sent him to to the fields to feed the pigs and i stopped there for a second no greater thing could a jew do contrary to what god had for him than to be associated with pigs and swine but this is the only choice he had is he, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one gave him anything Then after a while he came to his senses. He said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. Sometimes in life, we think that there's a better place or a better thing out there in the world for us. Not realizing that what we have at home is the comfort of not only being with your father, but all the things that go along in being in a home, all the comforts, all the things that go along. And we only miss those things when we reach out into the world and we see the misery and the pain that's out there. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. Wait, wait, Father. I will go and receive your son and my brother. Father, here is your son and my brother who was lost but is now found. Son, well done, my faithful son. Come and share the Father's name. Wow, what a great ending that would be, wouldn't it? But that's not the way the parable goes. But you see, that's what Jesus Christ is implying in the parable. For you see, our Lord Jesus Christ would love for us to do unto others as he has done to us. The willingness to reach out and become and welcome home and forgive others is what this parable is all about. Many of us can relate to the sinner because we sympathize with him. Because how many of us are sinners ourselves and we're constantly looking for our Savior, Jesus Christ? But let's turn to the older brother. He's in the church. He's in the church. That's you. And that's me. He has everything. He has the land. He has the money. All of this because of his position as firstborn in the family. He works for his father daily. He serves him for his approval. And he looks at his place in the family as someone that must do the task. His work has become the means for the approval of his father. He rigorously observes all the outward requirements made of a dutiful son. But knew nothing of the true spirit of obedience. He has become a servant to the father. A servant is someone that if he doesn't do his work, may be punished by having his portion taken away. The father wishes him to become a son, not a servant. He represents many of us in today's world that are always trying to do good. Trying to work our way to heaven. Serving the Lord becomes a burden. After a while, we come to serve man rather than God. And when we do that, we really separate ourselves from our Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to become sons and daughters so that we can understand how much He loves us. We have no understanding of the love of God. He is willing to be there with us for any time in our lives. Like the older son, do we think that someone better serve me, the fattened calf? Because I'm in the church. I do all he requires of me. I want a big party. Why do I have to ask to be recognized in life? Everyone should see how hard I work for the Lord and should give me the due cause that I, I demand. It says, why welcome with open arms this sinner? When all he has done is terrible things in his life. Why do we welcome the sinner? I am not going to associate with that sinner. He will touch me. He will scar me with the sins that he has brought into the church or into the life. And I have been a good worker that is so unfair. How can this be fair? He said, look at all the people. The parable goes on to tell us, look at all the people surrounding this sinner. So happy to see him. The brother talks and he says, what a waste of time. What a waste of time on this sinner. He's going to be doing the same thing again very soon. Says no one changes for the better from those conditions. So says man. But our Lord Jesus Christ says. I can change anyone. I can change you. I can change me. So that I can become a son or a daughter of our Lord Jesus Christ. Becoming sons and daughters for our Lord starts first and foremost with looking at the character of Jesus Christ. For if we focus on Christ, what do you think is going to happen to our lives? We are going to forget who we are. Because we are so focused on Christ that our character will start to change. Be willing to touch and love that person that because of sin is lost. Sin has him playing in the pig pen. Playing in the mud. And he keeps slipping farther and farther away from the fence. The fence that secures who he is. Let's extend our hands to those that are so close to the fence that they have a hope that in securing their hand, we can bring them to the fence. See, that fence represents Christ because in that filth that you're muddy, it's filthy and you're slipping and you keep going further and further. As you grasp that fence, it will allow you to extract yourself from that filth and that sin. And come out. This is very short and I'm going to finish with this. There are three elements that happen in the play. Can anybody want to tell me what the three elements are? Just pretend you're students today. What are the three elements that you saw in the play? The vital things that stand out: forgiveness. The material things I'm talking about that have, What are the things that happened? The brother took what from his back? Took the robe to cover who? His brother, who was filthy, that it represents sin. That robe represents Jesus Christ. When he puts that robe on you, you become a new child. Sin is eradicated from your life because the righteousness of Christ covers everything. What else did the father give the son here? Besides the money, what else did he give him? He gave him a ring. He is the king. And symbolic of kings. When they gave you the ring. It represents acceptance. Into the family. And we are accepted into the family of Christ. When we accept the ring. That he gives us. The last thing. Sandals. Not too many people think about. We think about the robe. The ring. But the most vital part. It are the sandals you see slaves have no shoes slaves are not allowed to wear shoes they must toil in the land barefooted the sandal represents an uplifting of your body And who you are so that you will not be tracking on filth and on the ground anymore. I am a son and daughter of Christ. That allows me to serve a savior that has given me an inheritance that will last forever. Two sons. Two stories. But that son that is so critical of his brother that's you and I that's you and I in the church sometimes we lose focus on the purpose of why we come to church we come to church to serve Christ these walls don't mean anything the seeds that you have are nothing if the person that's sitting there doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I leave you. When you have an opportunity, do you take your garment off and offer it to the one that's bare and in sin? Do you offer the ring of acceptance? And do you take off your shoes or your sandals to give to that person to tell them you are a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ? Let's stand up. and say a word of prayer. Oh, merciful and precious. Oh, so precious. Heavenly Father. We thank you, dear Lord. We thank you for what this parable brings, dear God. And I ask, dear Lord, first, look at this servant right here in front of you, dear Lord. I ask, first and foremost, forgiveness. And I ask also for every one of my brothers and sisters here. Forgive us, dear Lord, will we fall short. And may your grace abound in everything that we do. In everything that we say. For we ask these things. Not because we deserve them dear Lord. But because of the grace that you have on us. Amen.